Welcome to the Tech Inclusion Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Roy. At Tech Inclusion, we bring you the voices from changemakers, leaders, and innovators who drive diversity and inclusion innovation in the tech ecosystem and beyond. Today, my guest is Karen Fleshman, founder of Racy Conversation. Karen talks to us about what it takes to have conversation about race within the corporate environment. She shares that we live in a very segregated society, and it makes race education an important part of any conversation about diversity and inclusion, even though it might be an uncomfortable one. Hi, I'm Karen Fleshman, and I'm the founder of Racy Conversations, and what I offer is race education. So I do workshops, talks, virtual town halls, all designed to help people understand how racism operates and how to overcome racism. Can you give us an example of some of the clients you're working for? Sure. So my main tech client is Yahoo. I also work for Sungevity, a solar company, for the San Francisco Public Library, for the Public Defender of the City of San Francisco, for UC Berkeley Haas, and a variety of nonprofit organizations. That's impressive. What are the biggest challenges you face to create a more inclusive and diverse work environment? I think a large uh, barrier is that the folks who um, are already working there are largely privileged. And for a lot of people, it's really hard. Like basically they think, oh, I think Martin Luther King is awesome and racism is really bad. And I'm not racist. So they don't think that they have to do anything to change. So a big part of what I help people to understand is that thinking racism is bad is not enough. You have to actively become anti-racist. And so what is an example of that? An example of becoming um, actively anti-racist is really first working on yourself, understanding who you're biased against. And then I coach all my clients to then initiate and strengthen as many relationships as possible with the folks against whom you are biased. Because I think that when we get to know each other as people, then we stop thinking of each other as some category and start thinking of each other as someone who I really care about. And we learn from each other and we also start to share social capital with each other. But it's up to us in the position in the dominant group to really initiate and strengthen those relationships. They're not going to happen naturally because we live in a very segregated society. So what concrete solution would you like to see implemented in the near future? The concrete solution I'd like to see implemented in the near future is companies really looking at their policies. For example, requiring a bachelor's degree when so many uh, people, it's just out of reach for them to attain a bachelor's degree, is almost naturally going to guarantee a more privileged workforce. So I want companies to really think about how they access talent. I also want to encourage companies to hire in their local community. I think, unfortunately, a large part of the diversity in tech conversation is about recruiting people from other parts of the United States to move to the Bay Area. But the Bay Area is the second most racially diverse region in the entire United States. We're a majority people of color region in a state that's majority people of color, but we're not connecting our own homegrown talent to these opportunities and, it, and they're having to move out. We're, we're becoming gentrified and we're becoming an increasingly 
white and Asian community. And I think that's really harmful for everybody because I think it's San Francisco's racial diversity that has made it such a hub of innovation. You are listening to the Tech Inclusion Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Roy. I'm talking to Karen Fleshman, founder of Racy Conversation at the Tech Inclusion Conference. What are the most exciting changes that you've noticed uh, in the tech industry lately with regards to diversity and inclusion? I think the tech industry is finally coming to the conversation about racial diversity. Like first challenge was how do we um, get greater gender equity? And then people were really concerned about people with disabilities and LGBTQ people and how do we um, integrate them more. And finally, um, people are starting to have a conversation about race. I think it's because Um, you know, most white people have a family member who's a woman or a family member who um, is LGBTQ or is a veteran or, or has disabilities or whatever the case may be. So you develop empathy through that person and that gives you an entree to that. But when it comes to race, again, because we live in a very segregated society, a lot of times people don't really have Uh, friendships and close personal relationships with people of other races and so they don't develop empathy in that way but I think finally the conversation is starting yeah I mean I think there's lots of conversation around diversity and I see some conversation around race in schools I'm mm -hmm. just wondering how much of the conversation within the tech industry is about race versus just having a more diverse workforce I mean it means you can work on having a more diverse workforce but doesn't mean that you're gonna have this conversation about race yes exactly which is why i focus my entire work around race because you're exactly right we'll have a conversation around diversity but we'll only talk about the subjects that we feel safe and comfortable talking about i.e gender diversity veterans lgbtq um people with disabilities. We will postpone and delay the conversation about race because it makes people extremely uncomfortable. That's why I say, let's not postpone it, let's not delay it, let's have it, let's prioritize it, and let's focus exclusively on it, and then we can talk about other elements of diversity because definitely intersectionality is very important. People are members of different groups and and have different identities so we need to talk about that but i think it's if we don't prioritize the conversation about race it does not happen because it makes people so uncomfortable and they are very hot conversation to have yes. you know people don't know how to have this conversation i think that's also part of the what's going on so my last question before uh, i let you go is like do you want to share a personal story that you have related to diversity or women empowerment or race or something mm -hmm. that really really moved you well i think one of the things i love about living in the bay area is the opportunity to reinvent yourself and to to really pursue your passions and i think that this is a region that supports people in doing that so my whole career before this was in government service and working for nonprofits it was really in 2014 when i realized that the kind of change that i wanted to see in the world i had to really get people to focus on race 
And here in the Bay Area, I've felt very supported to make that transition and now make it into a business. So I guess my message would be for all the people listening who are trying to figure out, you know, how to put their passion and purpose together, I would say go for it. It's, you're going to be really poor at the beginning. You'll have to sacrifice a lot. But if you put your all into it, it will eventually um, become a good business. Great. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Nice to meet you. Thank you for recording me. If you like what you heard, please visit changecatalyst.co slash podcast to learn from more leaders and entrepreneurs making a difference in building a more inclusive world. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. We always welcome feedback. You can reach me at juliet at changecatalyst.co. Thank you for listening.